Uh-huh, I sure will. A good morning, everybody. Y'all listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey. <laughs> Got a radio show. Uh, today, folks, I just want to dive right in because I think I got it. Here it is. Did you know that there is a life for you that's greater than you could have ever dreamed of? Did you know that there's a life for you better than the one you've ever felt before? And did you know that there was a life for you much bigger than the one you wanted? And lastly, did you know that what I just said is true? Did you know that? Did you know that the things I just said are available to you? It's not just intended for those who receive awards. It's for everybody. Yeah, you too. It's for you who didn't get your high school diploma. It's for you who are incarcerated. It's for you who have two strikes. It's for you who've been sentenced to life. It's for you who've gotten out and have a felony record and can't seem to get it together. It's for you who have an illness. It's for you who the doctors have given up on. It's for you. This life I'm talking about is for you. Did you know 
that there's a life for you better than the one you dreamed about, better than the one you've imagined, a life better than the one you thought of, that there's a life for you better than the one you've ever felt before. There's a life for you better than the one you saw for yourself. There's a better life for you than the one you expected and even the one you wanted. Did you know that this is true for you? See, here's, here's, let me give you the secret to this thing now. You have to believe that it is for you. Now, you got to fight through the doubts. You got to fight through the will of Satan because the devil is busy, man. The devil wants you to think that it's hopeless. The devil wants you to think that this is it. The devil wants you to think there ain't no more to it. The devil wants you to think that this applies to other people but you. Yeah, you've been dealt the worst hand of them all, which you ain't, but that's what the devil wants you to think. So you got to fight through now. You got to fight through to get to what I just said is available for you. But what else you got to do? You ain't doing nothing else. Might as well fight. Why just wake up and just let it be? Why would you wake up every day and just exist when there's a chance for you to actually live? See, the reason I don't mind smiling so much now is because I'm no longer existing. I'm living now. See, see, that's what you want to get to. You don't want to exist to wake up paycheck to paycheck, day to day, not knowing, not understanding, not having, can't, can't get this, can't get that, can't go here, can't go there. Got to wait, got to wait, got to wait, got to wait till it seems like you never get nowhere. You can get out of that rut of life feeling like when you wake up in the morning that your life is ho-hum, that you're just in a rut. I drive the same way to work. I do the same thing on my job. When I get off, I drive all the way back home. I sit there. I read the newspaper. I water the lawn. I'm so sick of my life. It ain't. This ain't what I wanted, man. And start wake up, start over, do the same thing. Then the weekend gets here and you got to mow the lawn and then you try to fix something in the garage and you feel like your life is in a rut. I'm talking about if this feels like a rut to you, that if it's what you've always wanted, I'm cool with that. But I'm talking to people who want it more, who would love their life to be more, who would love their life to different, to be different. I'm not criticizing you if I just described your life. I'm just only talking to the ones who would dare to believe that there's more to it than this. I'm only talking to the ones who would dare Dare to accept the challenge, to fight through and see what God got for you instead of listening to Satan all the time. The devil is busy, man. Please understand, he's so busy. So busy trying to trick you, get you into the groove. You know, they're doing all kind of stuff now, man. You know, atheists and already got prayer taken out of schools. Excuse me, look at our schools. schools. Now there's a push by the atheists to get the words in God we trust taken off our money. Here's the deal. If you don't believe in God and you don't want to trust in God, just go on about your business. But what you can't do is spill off all into what I'm talking about. That's the problem I have with all, all of them. If you're going to do you, then do you. But don't spill off into what I got. Now, see, if you don't believe what I'm saying, then I ain't talking to you. Let's just be clear about the relationship with Steve Harvey and his crew. I'm only talking to the people that believe, that are looking for something else, that want something more, that want something better. That's got to be out there searching and hoping and, and trying to do more. That's all I'm talking to. Now, if you don't believe what I'm saying is true, then go ahead. Try it your way. Go see. Write me. Email me. Let me know how it's going for you. 
But I'm telling you of a way that's tried and true. If you go to God, if you go to your creator, your maker, if you go to him and you go to him for real and tell him, hey, you know what? I want you to go ahead and take over from here. I'm done. I done done all I know how to do. I done done tried everything I know how to try. I'm sick of me right now. Hey, look here. You created me. What you want me to do? And here's the cool thing about it when I made that decision, y'all. See, I was so afraid for years that I was going to miss out on something if I did that. I couldn't do this no more. But the stuff I needed to stop doing, I really need to stop. The, the things I was afraid of not being able to do anymore were the very same things I really didn't need to be doing no more in the first place. On, on the real, man. On the real. All that temporary fun I was having. All them temporary outlets I was using. All them temporary things trying to fulfill myself I was doing. I was just doing a bunch of temporary mess, man. I said, hold up, man. I want something permanent, man. I want a permanent feeling in my heart that it's going to be all right. So he replaced all that fun with joy. But it was only because I went and I faced it. He didn't take me and stop me from being me. He just made a better version of me. See, God don't take, he because all the stuff he sent you through, he needed you to go through all them. He needed you to have them experience of what it felt like to be locked up. He needed you to have that experience to know what it was to lose everything. He needed you to have that experience to make you tough. You're just going to be a tough one. I'm a tough soldier in his army, that's all. I just ain't one of the weak ones. I protect the weak ones. God didn't take a lot of stuff from me except the stuff I needed. But the stuff he made me to be, he allowed me to keep it, and he just made a better me. Do that, y'all, and you can have what you want. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your undivided attention, please? This is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Uh, we're not in full of company right now. Wow. Two people are saying they're on the way, but yeah. we're waiting, and we cannot wait because... In the words of the most famous lines of show business, the show must, must go, go on. on. In other Ain't words, no what you're that... saying, can I, can I say the people who are sick are here? Uh, they, yes. yes. That's yes. a true statement. We're here. You know what? That's, yeah. Yeah. that's, that's a true statement. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The sick people is here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll be damned. <laughs> you wrong Your for that. two best hires. <laughs> Two of the sickest people on the show are here. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Is yeah. that what you're saying? Okay. All right. Chemo okay. and sickle cell <laughs> on time. Uh-uh. <laughs> is here. Bug eye and shorty is missing. <laughs> Plus it's cold outside up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was nervous. Yeah. You're nervous okay. as hell. And of course, Carla Pharrell is in the yeah. building. Good morning, Carla. Good morning, darling. Hello, happy Friday to the crew. What's up? Happy. Hey, Carla. I guess it's so happy for them. They decided to be late today. Yeah, just be late. late. Yeah. Hey, yeah. uh-uh, Shirley here. Look. <laughs> yeah, you don't try to pop in like your ass was here. That's my girl. I got her back. No, I'm not sliding in. My clock says what it says. Sliding in like the five heartbeats. Yes, you did. I don't care what your clock says. Well, that's what you need to care about. Six a.m. is six a.m. My clock says something different. Uh, Okay. Well, Uh, you need to adjust it because we've been on the air. Good morning. Happy Friday. Mm. Yeah, it is. How's everybody? (laughs) Come on, (laughs) Shirley. Happy Friday, Shirley. 
Hey, happy Friday, Jay. What's going on with you? <laughs> Everything. Shirley, Jay yeah. said, this is what Jay said. Oh, my God. Why does he do this? Hey, I mean, Jay. Jay <laughs> said, my, the sick people brother. is here. <laughs> what did my good friend and brother Jay say? Jay said, <laughs> the sick, the people. sick people is here. <laughs> Bug eye and shorty ain't here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm not shorty. Sure. I'm not shorty. <laughs> mm. Mm. All, right. All good. All good. Junior, All how you good. feeling, man? I'm healthy today. I'm good, man. It's a great day. <laughs> I'm good. Temperature Oh. Hey, Tommy. Hey, Tommy. What's hey, up, man? Tommy. Hey, Tommy. Hey, man. <laughs> He's sitting right here. You're ignoring him. Now. You know, you know, late people when they come in they always got something like, hey, <laughs> what y'all been doing? Yeah, they got great energy. energy. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> Tommy, Jay said the sick people is here. <laughs> and bug guy and shorty is late. I'll be there. <laughs> He did not say no, all damn, that. But team Who you Tommy. think said? <laughs> <laughs> team Tommy flipped on <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, inside something funny. Planners Peanuts is getting rid of their legendary character or mascot, if you want to call him, Mr. Peanut. J. Anthony Brown is yes. mad about it. Oh, I'm so upset. We'll get into so it right upset. after this. Yeah. So damn upset. you so hurt. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, today is National Peanut Butter Day. Oh, I love mm. peanut butter. It's been announced that uh, Planner's Peanuts is getting rid of their legendary character. Well, you know the mascot, Mr. Uh, Peanut. Well, yeah. our very own J. Anthony Brown is, uh, he's pretty I'm upset so about P-O'd. it. I'm P.O.'d. Yeah. I'm P.O.'d. They're getting rid of the nut? Why They're getting so rid of Mr. Jay? Peanut. Mr. Peanut. With the glasses? With the glasses and yeah. the hat and the vest and the monica and the shoes and the yeah. cane and the glove. Mm-hmm. The best mm-hmm. dressed thing on TV other than pimping. I mean, he got it. He got it all. He's sharp. Mm. He's really sharp. Now, let me say this. Okay. I, don't, I ain't forgetting rid of nobody, but here's some commercials they could get rid of if they want to get rid of some of them. <laughs> okay. If they're in, in the okay. business again. How about that 1-800-CARS-FOR-KIDS? That, Man. That, mm. You can take oh, that out. Okay. Yeah, Jay, Jay, let me tell you something. I hate that commercial, man. I hate it. I promise you, I hate that commercial. It makes me sick when it come on, man. Yes, I hate it. I can't stand it. Look, we know they ain't playing, but they ain't got to not play that damn thing. And while we're getting rid of stuff, while we're getting rid of stuff, can we get rid of that damn turkey that's walking around? That should have been oh gone by Thanksgiving. His yeah, he should have been gone. I love gold turkey. Yeah. Man. In November, gold he should have left. He's, He's right been there. gone. <laughs> his, his ass is catching the bus. He's driving. He going he to work. The beach. <laughs> Jay, that hurt me right there. You know I love gold turkey. It, it ain't like you don't see him because he's everywhere, okay? But here's the thing. He got a bomb apartment. He do. He do have a bomb apartment. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cold turkey. <laughs> what okay, else, here's Jay? another <laughs> one you can get rid of. Here's another one. Okay. You can get rid of that Mucilex, man. That big glob of Mucilex. Uh, that big, oh, oh that's so yeah. That's nasty. <laughs> that is nasty. Yeah. Uh, we Tom, get rid of that. That is a bad commercial. 
Yeah. Jay, you nailing them. That's a bad commercial. Okay, man. here's another one. One more, Steve. See if you like this one. I don't like the way Colonel Sanders treats Miss Buttersworth. I don't. I, I just think it's disrespectful <laughs> for him to pick her up. It get a little yeah. tense. It gets a little tense. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jay. Jay. Yo. I got another one for you. I don't like the new damn Colonel Sanders. You don't, yeah. I don't like him either. I don't, know, I don't like him. Bring back what happened the to the old man? Yeah. Check this young dude and put a beard on him. Where the old ass dude at? Give me an old ass Colonel Sanders. I'm with yeah. you on that. Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't like the new Colonel Sanders. Yeah, I don't like him okay. spinning Miss Butterworth around. Ain't nobody spinning around Miss Swiss Smith or whatever. Nobody spin her ass around. Yeah. If, right. if, if Uncle Ben would pick her up and spin her ass around, yeah, all yeah. hell would break out. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, ben right. It's Rachel now. Miss Swiss up. <laughs> I'm a damn hot girl. Say that neighbor picks her up. <laughs> I'll have that Uncle Ben's ass for that, I will. <laughs> All right. What is the world coming to? <laughs> I got another. These are commercials. Oh, they they this is commercial. Another commercial. I don't like the Ooh. black man milking the giraffe. With the skittles. skittles, I just I can't. I don't like that either. Oh <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, he yeah. ate some. That rubbed me yeah. the wrong way. Who yeah. the hell yeah. eats it skittles? It looked like he had a skittle a jackpot too. It's a lot yeah. of them. That rubbed I'm, me the wrong yeah. way, Jay. Maybe you, I'm wrong, but see, yeah. I didn't know them. skittles came out the ass of a giraffe. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> 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 Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Very colorful, though. Very colorful. Oh, no, Jay, it takes the rainbow. Rainbow. <laughs> the rainbow. Uh. <laughs> okay. Okay, here's what? one. Don't get me wrong. I don't hate dogs. I would not kick a dog. I would not do anything wrong to a dog. Okay. But at about 2 o'clock in the morning, when them sad ass oh dogs God. come on your TV, I can't. Oh. I just can't. It's the music that go it's with it, too, Jay. Listen to Steve. Listen to Steve. It's the music. You too. You're right, Tommy. It is the music. It's the music. What Junior? What Junior? Hey, dog. The come on. And they be having that dog that ain't got no fur on it. I'm trying to eat. Why are you showing this damn dog? With this no fur on it, and then that dog with one eye—that's the one. And the other one is real shiny, about to tear up. Yeah, hey, but how they get them dogs to look right in the camera? And no, I know they're just the saddest damn dog you ever want to see. And the dog over there is just shaking. Man, wrap a coat around his ass. How many takes did you get to get the dog shaking? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I can't, man. AJ, I be trying uh-huh. to eat my food and hear the. You say, I mean, did the dogs get paid for the commercial? They all yeah, be no, all right no, now. The dog don't get no money. So no, what I did, right. Jay, was, Tommy, uh, <laughs> I done got so sick of the commercial. Hell, I adopted them three damn dogs. <laughs> oh, did you? Did you really? Yeah. That's where they went. Well, at least I they sent the one home. that's shaking real bad, real cold. <laughs> I flew him out to Arizona. Terrible. <laughs> 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 the dog with the one eye. Mm-hmm. Put him in a C&I dog. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. I got, an- oh, I got another one for you. I got another one for you. 
what's up with these bears all in the restroom with toilet paper and none of the bears got drawers on. Not I'll one pick it bear. Up clean. <laughs> My tiny's clean. I can't stand that commercial either, Jay. Ain't, ain't nothing like a clean battle. What the hell you, your mama, and you all been in the same bathroom before? Nothing wrong with a clean battle. Yeah. Okay, I like it. I'm sorry. All right, I got one up. more. This is my last one. This is my last one. This is a question. This is a question. If you push the Pillsbury Doughboy in the oven by mistake, uh-huh. is he the gingerbread man? That's the question I was asking. <laughs> No, but I bet he'd be a good ass biscuit though. <laughs> That's DJ. Is he the I can't I ain't got Oh, I gotta hear this. Tell it. Yeah. All right, and coming up next, nephew Tommy's run that prank back right after this. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment news. Still trending, impeachment news, of course. Uh, Biggie lyrics quoted at the impeachment trial. Uh, Not and, Biggie. Uh, <laughs> Biggie, what? though. Notorious yeah. B.I.G., yeah. though. <laughs> what happened? We'll talk about it. All right, nephew, time for uh, Run That Prank Back. What you got for us today? Well, Cheryl, we might as well make America great again, you know? Let's make America great again. <laughs> yeah, it is. Make America great again. I'm okay. Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach a uh, Jason uh, Jason Murphy. Yeah, this is him. What's going on? Hey, how you doing? My name is Carl Broussard. I'm giving you a call. Um, we're actually reaching out to several people, trying to see, um, you know, which way people are actually voting for this coming election. I'm with African Americans who want to make America great again, and we want to see if we can count on you to vote Republican this coming election. <laughs> no, no. Republican? Like for Donald just, Trump? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, there's quite a few of us African-Americans out here who are fond of the Republican Party. And, you know, we're we're reaching out. We're doing quite a you know, making few phone calls and wanting to see, can we count on certain people to be at the polls with us? You can't count on me? No, I'm not about to be an Uncle Tom. No, I'm not voting for Donald Trump. That's not going to make you an Uncle Tom, sir. That just means that you, you like the Republican Party and you support what they're doing. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't. I don't support. I don't support racism. So, like, as a black dude, why would I vote for someone who doesn't have my interest? Like, no, I'm not voting for Trump. How do you even get my number? Who would even think? No, calm down. You know, maybe I can persuade you to think and look at it in a different light. You know, the Republican Party—they're doing some great things. They're doing some great things for African Americans. Uh, employment is up. I mean, you, you got to look at the positive side of things. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, you, not only that. You don't even sound like you believe that. You sound like you're reading the script right now. Like, do you even believe that? Well, Jason, let me tell you this. Not only that, you know, if we can count on you, if I can get your verbal that we can count on you, we're also going to send you a T-shirt and a Make America Great, uh, Great Again hat. You know, we're going to send you that. <laughs> what the f***? I look like wearing a Make America Great hat in my neighborhood with a goofy-ass T-shirt. I'm not about to. No. Are you trying to bribe my vote with a T-shirt and a stupid hat? All I'm saying is, man, I'm re- we're reaching out to African Americans across the country, and we're just yeah. You keep to saying who- that, but like, you're not gonna get the black vote just because you're black. Like, that, they're not. No, like that's not how that works. I'm not voting for Donald Trump. Have you given it a chance? Have you thought about it? Have you? Have no, you I haven't thought about it. I know I'm not voting for Donald Trump. I don't know who is in the ballot. I don't know who's going to be election. I know when I get into the voter booth, if I see Donald Trump's name, I'm not checking it. I'm not marking it. I'm not circling it. I ain't voting for the man. Okay. 
So you don't want the hat? I'm doing a hat. No, I don't want your stupid hat. I can order a hat. I don't want a hat with, with Donald Trump's stupid name. No. Like, do you not get that? I'm not voting for Donald Trump. But, I mean, it's a real popular hat, though. I think you'd like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to be with me. I'm not, I don't give a about the stupid hat, dude. Like, do you not get that? A hat is, is that, that's your selling point. You're trying to sell okay. me on Donald Trump, and your selling point is a fing hat. You, you know what? I knew this was bullshit. I knew I was going to answer this damn phone up. I never answer phone numbers from people I know. You really, man? How much are they paying you to sit here and call other black people and try to sell them on Donald Trump? Like, man, you're the dude in the back of Donald Trump, the one black dude in the audience that's sitting there with your goofy ass hat on trying to make America great again. This is some bullshit. I don't know why I even answer this damn phone. Okay, sir. All I'm trying to do is get you to broaden your your your, your vision on this whole thing. I want you to Man, see that. I'm 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 done. Like I, you're goofy as hell, and I hope they're giving you a fat check for this stupid shit that you're doing because this is ridiculous. Okay, well you know, uh, to be honest with you, man, I thought that you would like the hat. I thought you would like the shirt. You know, I think that you're not giving it a fair shot. You know, I think you're just listening to all the the naysayers out there because honestly, bro, you're not you're not giving it a shot, man. There's some blacks out here. That, that, that want to make America great again. We wear the hat with pride. We wear the shirt with pride. We need to rally up more of our people and let, let them understand that, you know, the Republican is not a bad party. You know dude, get the f*** off my phone. You're literally, your selling point is a damn hat and a T-shirt. You've mentioned those hats and T-shirts 19 times. I, 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 I talk about the hats because I'm fond of the hats, okay? I wear them all the time, all right? So I'm just trying to, and I'm just trying to get you to look at, at Trump in a different light and look at the whole... Republican Party in a different light. You know what I mean? That's all I want you to do. I'm not voting for Donald Trump. Unless you're about to send me a check, I'm not voting for Donald Trump. I'm not. Okay. Whatever he's paying you, pay me that, and then I might think about wearing that stupid hat, but I'm not voting for Donald Trump. So just call whatever other black person's on your list. Talk, call Tyrone or Tashika, whoever else is next, and pander to them. F*** you. Like, f*** Donald Trump. F*** him for starting this war setting our kids over to Iraq and shit, that and everyone else the list that you have for the people that you have calling and take me off this goofy ass with that stupid hat I got a room full of hats and I'll be damned if I'm aware that stupid ass red one so matter of fact take my number and draw a big X through it and don't call me no more with your because I'm done Donald Trump, okay okay sir, sir sir you were recommended by Tommy he said you would be on board well, what, what the f Tommy? Who's Tommy? But you, you don't you don't remember. Uh, Tommy said that you would be on board. He said you would wear the shirt. He said you would wear the hat. He said that you would probably, you know, stand behind Trump in the next rally. He, okay, he, well, he's Tommy the, don't know what the f he's talking about because I'd be damned. I don't know no name Tommy. I'm not wearing no f I'm not wearing that hat. I'm not voting with this man. So take me off the list and stop with me. Like, I'm done. Donald Trump is not getting my vote. So whatever Tommy told you was some bullshit. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk to Tommy? Sure. Why not? Where's Tommy? Who's Tommy? Where's Tommy? This is Tommy. I'm Tommy, baby. Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Jason, <laughs> you just got pregnant. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Dude, you got me so hot in this parking lot, man. man I oh, think, man. I really, I really didn't think you was going to pick up, but, you know, I got you, baby. I got you. Dang, I, I never answer unknown calls, dude. I never do. So check this out. So you work with a, with this white guy named Brian. You know Brian Henry, right? I do know Brian. 
Brian got me to prank phone call you. <laughs> man. Okay. Dang. So, he got man. I don't, I was I don't know what man. I don't know what the temperature is in your office in your workspace, but Brian said you gotta call my guy. <laughs> okay. All right. So white people got jokes now. All right. Yo, they just called Tommy on me. You know what? Nah, man. It's no. It's, it's on though, right? Because if I would, I'm gonna have someone call them about some Democratic <laughs> and see how they take it. Now, all white people, if any white people at my job are listening to this right now, because I know you guys are laughing at the office right now listening to this, just know I got y'all. I'm getting all y'all back. That's for sure. Uh, all right, tell me this. What is the baddest, and I mean the baddest, radio show in the land? Man, Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't want no hat? You sure you don't want no hat? <laughs> Man, nah, hell no, nah, I don't want no damn hat. <laughs> Come on now. I just want the man to put the hat on. Got a hat for you and a t shirt. We just want to make sure you vote on the Republican Party. That's all we want to make sure. Put the hat on, man. Coming up at the top of the hour, entertainment news. We have a lot of it, boy, a lot, lot of stuff going on. We'll talk about it, all of that. When we come back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, still trending. Um, did you guys know that a biggie, yeah, notorious B.I.G. Uh, song was quoted during the impeachment trial? Well, in case you missed it, this was crazy, <laughs> From right? who? I, I'm sure you all saw this. <laughs> Hakeem Jeffries? Uh, hold on. Oh, I black man. Uh-huh. Hold on. He, he did his thing, though. Trump's lawyer, Jay Sekulow, uh, asked, why are we here? House of Representatives impeachment manager Hakeem Jeffries, who represents New York's 8th con- oh, congressional God. Not district. Not the black dude. Yeah. Yeah, but wait a minute. It's up. okay. It was, it was good. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, don't worry. Don't worry. We got you. Uh, Hakeem Jeffries told him, we are here, sir, because President Trump corruptly abused his power, and then he tried to cover it up. And then Jeffries quoted a line from Biggie's song, Juicy, but wait, take a listen. The internet is undefeated. They put Biggie's track underneath uh, Reverend Je- uh, Representative Jeffrey's speech. Take a listen to this, Steve. <laughs> we are here, sir, because President Trump pressured a foreign government to target an American citizen for political and personal gain. We are here, sir, because President Trump solicited foreign interference in the 2020 election and corrupted our democracy. We are here, sir, because President Trump withheld $391 million in military aid from a vulnerable Ukraine without justification in a manner that has been deemed unlawful. We are here, sir, because President Donald Trump elevated his personal political interests and subordinated the national security interests of the United States of America. We are here, sir, because President Trump corruptly abused his power and then he tried to cover it up. And we are here, sir, to follow the facts, apply the law, be guided by the Constitution, and present the truth to the American people. That is why we are here Mr. Seculo. And if you don't know, now you know. Yeah. <laughs> Drop the mic right there. Y'all love it. <laughs> so the biggie line is, 
If you don't know if now, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. It. And if you don't know yeah, Don't you now, tell you know. nobody else you don't know that that's the line either. You're supposed to know. <laughs> no, I, I, if, if you thought I knew, now you know I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the hell would I know that? Everybody knows that. Yeah, everybody knows. He knew. That's he a 1994, baby. Now you know. No, nah, but see, I mean, if I'd have heard him say it, like, when he heard the speech without the track on it, mm-hmm. I would not mm-hmm. know that that's from a song. If you don't know, now you know. No. Mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I would just thank you saying, well, if you didn't know, now you know. I wouldn't have never attributed that to Biggie. But I, when you play it, I hear it, I know it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. That ain't what I thought of, right? Because, but like you said, the internet is undefeated. So yeah, <laughs> undefeated. I love they it. got but, his ass. But the, but the sad part about it, that's not going to phase one Republican at all. Not yeah. one. But not don't you not one. Not one. But don't you not think one. they tired of him? Don't you? you oh, think yes, they, they not are. tired? They got to be. Yeah, yeah. behind yeah. closed Tommy. doors, yeah. Tommy. Yeah. I they agree. Got to be. Tommy, they know for a fact <laughs> that he is completely. Uncapable Capable. and unqualified to be president of the United States. They have to know that, mm-hmm. and they know it. But they're not gonna let that little fact get in the way of their power, position, and money. Period. You're right. He's their stupid, and as long as they have their stupid in charge, they're in charge. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But behind the closed door, they got to be admitting oh, it to each other, though, God. right? Yeah, yes. hey man, can I, I tell you I something? That, I've sat at a that. very, very closed meeting where I'm not allowed to say who was at the meeting. Mm-hmm. But I've been in a very, very room with 25 very specially invited people. And I've mm-hmm. heard some, and with high-level Republicans and de- Democrats, and I've heard some very, very, and you all would know their name in a heartbeat, say, this guy is a complete idiot. I heard them say yeah. it. Mm. This guy is a complete idiot. I've heard well, them say it. Yeah. Now, these are extremely wealthy people. And I just mm-hmm. said, wow, man. So that just let me know the extent to which they are willing to yeah. keep to and hold their position. It's power. Mm-hmm. Power they're over power everything. In the power but in the back everything. of the room, though, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. stuff like this is be saying now. Uh, Brown? No, I want to be Mitch McConnell because I... <laughs> oh, because Mr. Tom talks like that. Yeah, he's trying. That's right. He talks like that. He's the stupidest person I've met in my life. I just can't imagine how stupid he is. It's just basically, he's just stupid. You know, he knows he's stupid. The whole country knows he's stupid, but he's all stupid. So we got to keep him in the White House. That's what we got to do. I'm going to be the uh, coach from LSU. <laughs> Where is he there? He in the back. I don't know why he's there. The only voice I can do. I will tell you the right Wait a minute. Who you going to do? I don't be Coach Miller, you. Coach, let me find. I gotta what? find somebody to be. Carla, who can I be? Who can I be? Who can I be? Who can I be? Can I be? Okay, when we come back, Jay, you gonna be Lindsey Graham. No, no, Mitch Tommy, you gonna be, be Jesse Jackson. No, you gonna be Mitch McConnell. Uh-huh. Tommy, you gonna be Jesse Jackson. Okay. And I'm gonna be Morgan Friedman, <laughs> Joe Lewis, the school teacher, Joe Clark. Joe Clark. Joe Clark. Yeah. Uh-huh. You won, Steve. We come back. Jesse Jackson. <laughs> Who you going to be, Jay? I'm going to be uh, Mitch McConnell. I'm going to be Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. That's what I'm going to be. And I'm going to be Joe Clark. <laughs> and I will be LeBron Jocelyn Jackson. And, <laughs> and Junior, who Junior going to be? Junior? I'll be Trump. Junior. Yeah. You're going to be Trump? Yeah, I'm going to be Trump. You can't be Trump. You ain't in the room. 
All right. <laughs> Stay with the damn joke, boy. All right, we'll come back with a reenactment of what's really going on inside the Republicans' heads about, Man, about this whole impeachment thing right after this at 20 minutes He meant after. Trump Jr., dog. He meant Trump Jr. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, uh, before we left break, we found out that... Uh, it's not all as peachy as it seems with Republicans. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they have their poker face on, their game face on in public, but behind closed doors, you know, a lot of people are saying a lot of things about what's going on with the president and this whole impeachment, right? So we have Mitch Senator Mitch McConnell. We have Reverend yeah, Jesse right. Jackson. Yeah, I'm here. I'm we here. have uh, Joe Clark, uh, <laughs> played by Morgan from Freeman, of course. Me. Yeah, from Lean on Me. And <laughs> then we have. Oh yeah, and th- and then we have uh, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> now, why all these people are in the same room? We, we don't, don't know, but well, we put them in there, okay? <laughs> no idea. Right now, right. before we get started, I am the Reverend Jesse Jackson. I would like to let everybody know, especially you, Mitch McConnell, that we are going through an important situation. There is a devastation in our nation. No one wants to give us a donation. Your president is really messing up everything of God's creation, all of the liberation, any type of Asians. Your, your president is messing it up, and I blame you, Mr. Mitch McConnell. Well, I was wondering whenever you were going to stop with all the Asians in there so I could get in and say something. <laughs> you know, there's a whole lot of Asians in there, and I was wondering when you were going to put them in there so I could get something in my mouth. You know what I'm saying? But you're absolutely right. We can't stand him, never have. But he's all stupid. In fact, he gives stupid a bad name. He gives stupid a very bad name. Stupid people are very offended by how stupid he is and say, we're not that damn stupid. Anybody I don't give a right sense. <laughs> <laughs> he just bust out with it. <laughs> Is random. <laughs> First of all, you and I are, say. We are the only two black people here. You will not blast out like that and make us look bad. Please. Please do not Dennis do it. Rodman? Dennis Rodman. Morgan is Freeman Rodman is here. Well, take the chains off the door. Yeah. The enemy is out. <laughs> Morgan Freeman the enemy. He's black. <laughs> Did you hear what did you hear what Joe Clark said? And that, Mr. Miss McConnell, is there's a problem with the military. Our Yo, children I've... cannot pick blackberries. My grandson Kerry is going through all situations <laughs> dealing with your president. I'd like to hear from uh, Dennis Rodman. He's hey, just hey, in the room. Hey, he ain't hey, saying hey. words. I don't yes. give a red sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something like that. I'll be a coach at LSU. I just want to say what the junior boy is talking about. Talking about he don't give a rat's ass. You find somebody to talk about. And why is she talking? Is she talking in the pillowcase? I don't understand what the situation is. Take the chains what? off the doors. The enemy is out. I don't think it's foul. I think your president does not care. There is a reason why he has orange hair. I don't know what else to say, and it's just not fair. Coming up in 34 minutes after the hour, after this ignorance, uh, some trending sports news. (laughs) Trending sports news. Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers questions God during his girlfriend Danica Patrick's podcast. We'll talk about that right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, during a podcast conversation with his girlfriend, Danica Patrick, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers 
question God during his conversation about religion. Now, Steve, you heard this uh, podcast, you say. I mean, what are your feelings about this? I heard the podcast. I didn't have a problem with what he said. You know, they tried to make it look like he was estranged from his family and his family being ultra Christian was super offended by him. He just said growing up, he met his first Christian that he could identify with. He said this guy cussed. Mm -hmm. You know, he told him the facts of life. And he just thought he was a cool dude because he had been around so many people faking like they was perfect. I mean, mm. he was saying stuff like that. And he'd been around so many fake people that it made him question it, the mm -hmm. faith part of it. I understood where he coming from. I went through a phase like that. I didn't think yeah, what he said was, I didn't think what he said was that crazy. You know, they got offended because his family feel like he's alienated him since 2016 or some year, mm -hmm. you know, after the Super Bowl. Well, I know something. he's been beefing with his brother. I do know that part. So maybe that's what? that's what they're talking about. About what? Anybody know? Because he about don't, don't, don't know. It's been some family drama. I know. I know. What well, is? I know. He the only rich person in the family. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I tell you right now. Boom. Right then. Been there, huh, Steve? Damn it. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, Y'all uh, get glimpses of it. Don't play. You get his, glimpses of this. I know yeah. exactly what's yep. wrong. Yeah, his family said uh, they're dismayed about his comments because uh, they're basically a slap in the face to the fundamentals of who they are. That's you know what, what his family said. Can I just say this? Some of the best Christians I've met have been cussing Christians. They really have. Man, oh, thank you. Yeah. All of them. Some of the I like ones. a cussing yeah. All of them. I, I do. Yeah. You know, thank I, you, I, just, I just read this article about uh, uh, Brad Pitt, who uh, had been around Hollywood for a long time saying that he was an atheist. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you guys remember a couple of months ago, he showed up at Kanye's church mm -hmm. and uh, he yes. did an interview. Yeah, he he, sh he did an interview recently and he said that he grew up in a Christian home. But Christianity to him at the time was just a, a set of no's. He couldn't do this. He couldn't do that. He couldn't yeah. do this. And no one really explained, you know, why that was. So he kind of turned a blind eye to Christianity. Uh. He said, yeah, that's why he did it. He said he wasn't really an atheist, but he said that because he just wasn't right. into Christianity at the time. Now, you know, uh, with the divorce and everything, he hit rock bottom. You know, he said he had everything. And there were all these hit movies, all this money, mm -hmm. all this stuff. And he hit rock bottom. And then that's sometimes when God starts speaking to you. And he is starting now to, uh, you know, rekindle his relationship that he had or, or trying to build a relationship with God and get back to his Christian roots. Yeah. So well, it happens, yeah, you know. Like does. you say, Steve, that's not so unusual a lot of people question it because you have questions. Yeah. And if people don't have answers and they tell you, oh, just shut up. That's within the Bible. You don't question mm -hmm. God, you know, things like that. People genuinely want answers yeah, you sometimes. Always have yeah. Questions. Yeah. questions. Right. yeah. I mean, my grandmother well, used to say, when when did Jesus hang out with the person? Right. He hung right. out with hoodlums. Yeah. 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 They ran with them. Mm -hmm. They ran with them. But, you know, who... See, people kill me that you're going to have this righteous walk with Christ your entire life. And you're not. You're not going to stay on the white line. You can't. You fall off of the white line quite a bit, to be honest. Quite yes. a bit. Sometimes I fall off the line and I don't even get back on it. I just walk next to it for a few miles. 
You understand? And mm-hmm. and that's what, when you see people like Brad Pitt, we so quick to judge Aaron Rodgers and Brad Pitt. Hey, man, they trying to get it right just like everybody else yes. trying to get it right. Because yes. the majority of people that I know that claim that they have it right, they don't really mm-hmm. have it together at all. Mm-hmm. Hello. Exactly. Hello. Exactly, Steve. Hello. We all yeah. church yeah. for yeah. all backsliders. Mm-hmm. That's what they need, a church. <laughs> yeah, Jay, let's open church. up a cussing Christian church. <laughs> Let's open that. Open it up like with it's the, a club. With the cussing pastor. With the cussing yeah, pastor. Cussing oh, man, gosh. you know how I many members we going to get? Well, uh, all right, coming up next, nephew in the building with today's prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. Subject, he's got the sugar. But he's not being sweet. Mm. <laughs> Did you write story. this, Jay? Diabetic <laughs> story. <laughs> this about Jay. Uh, right now, though, <laughs> the nephew in the building with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Nev? The sex is too loud. <laughs> loud. Turn it the down. sex is too loud. <laughs> Hello. Oh, the been sex there. Been there. is too loud. Been there. Been there. Let's go, cat dog. Sex is too loud. Hello. Hello, I'm trying to read uh, Cedric. Cedric. Uh, you have the wrong number. This is his wife, though. Can I help you? Uh, yes, ma'am. I'm calling you from the front desk here at the uh, at the Hilton Hotel, and I've called the the room a few times, and you guys you guys haven't answered. So we actually. Uh, went a little further and got the number that's connected with the credit card. And, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be calling your number like this, but the people are complaining about you guys on the floor that you guys are staying on. And they're saying that the, uh, sex, is too, the sex is too loud coming from I'm you all. I'm sorry? Wait, wait a minute. What would you say? The people on you all's floor are saying that the sex is too loud coming from you and your husband's room. Wait, what the f*** is going on here? I am at home. And that mother is out of town. So, what are you saying to me? Uh, can I, can, I, can I get you to hold on for a second? Sure. Some that's, that's his. That's his. This is his wife on the phone right now. But she said she's at home. That's what she's telling me. She's telling me she's at home, but she's not upstairs. No, she's not upstairs. Evidently, in a different city. What am I supposed to say to him? Okay. Okay. Uh, ma'am? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. What's your name again? Dominique. Okay. Dominique, uh, you know what? We won't worry about it. We'll, we'll fix it. What, the, what uh, do you mean don't worry about it? You just called me to tell me that basically my husband is having sex with someone at the hotel, and now you're acting like I'm just supposed to act like this didn't happen? Hello? Yeah, yeah. And I did hear you talking in the background. You heard who? I heard you. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Can you hold on again, please? Uh, Where are you at? Which uh, is this? Which hotel is this? Just hold, hold, hold on for a second, man. I didn't hit the mute button. I didn't hit the hold button. No, she heard everything we was talking about. I don't know. What am I supposed to say to her? The guy won't answer the phone. And it's noise coming from the room all day. All right. 
Hello? Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, Dominique, Miss uh, Dominique, I want to apologize. We thought we were calling. Uh, the apology that is not going to do it. I can solve the problem for you. What's your address? Tell me your address. Uh, I'm, I'm not at liberty to, to give that information. This is some bull****, some real bull****. Can you put your manager on the phone or something? Um, I mean, my manager's actually in a meeting right now. I don't... Mr. Dominique, I just want to say, I, I, I just, I, I truly apologize. I, I mean, I thought I was calling the person that was in the room. I'm, I'm really, really you know sorry. What? I don't know what to say. There is nothing to say unless you're going to give me your address right now so I could be on my way over there. Uh, what city are you in? Don't worry about where I'm at. I can get to you and his You know what? I'm going to call this mother myself, and he better wait, 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 my wait. call. Oh, okay, wait a minute, I can though. solve this... your whole situation. Okay, but I'm hang calling on, his ass right now. Okay, but will you wait? Because you're going to mess around. I'm going to lose my job. If I don't give goes... a f- about your job right now. Bro, you told me that my husband is f- some other b- in your hotel. Do you think I care? So what's your address so I could be on my way? Okay, okay, okay. My, 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 Actually, my... let me just call him. No, 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 no. My, my manager my manager coming now. My manager. Oh, coming. now your manager is available. How convenient. Okay. So my I manager talk. I don't want to talk my, to your manager. Okay. I thought you wanted to talk to the manager. I'm f-ing pissed off right now. So either you're going to give me your f-ing address. Can I put, this is my manager, Tommy. Can I put Tommy on the phone? <sighs> sure. Hey, Dominique. Yes. This is Tommy. Okay, Tommy. What's going on? Uh, your f-ing worker called me to tell me that my husband was having sex in your hotel too loud. And I asked him his address, and he won't give it to me. And I'm on my way down there, and I'm about to call my husband since he won't answer your call. And I did hear him talking to you in the background. Okay. Well, did you hear who he was talking to? No, I didn't. Okay. He was talking to me, but do you know who I am? No, I don't. And I don't really care. But do you know Tommy at all? Do I know Tommy? No. Do you know Tommy? No. Okay. Do you know nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show? Do you know Are him? you kidding? <laughs> you asshole. How dare you? That's messed uh, up, Tommy. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm not your friend right now, Tommy. And I don't like you anymore. I just want you to know uh, that. Oh, come on, Tommy, man. Come on. Come that ain't funny. <laughs> it's not funny, Tommy. It's really not. Okay. All right. I don't want to get off the phone and we're on bad terms now. We got to get back. We got to be on good terms when we get off the phone. Okay? Come on, mm. Dominique. Laugh, laugh with me, baby, please. Mm. Uh, well, I don't know if you'd be laughing if somebody called you with this. But okay. I would. Fine. I would. You have a sister. Your sister's name is Lydia. Am I right? Yes. Lydia is who got me to prank phone call you, baby. Oh, my. That's- <laughs> Okay, it's it's really going down now. I got something for you and her. So let me see you in the streets, Tommy. Okay, let me ask you this, though. Before you go, at least give me this. What's the baddest radio show in the land? Come on, 2020. Let me ask. You know, Steve Harvey and nephew Tommy. You know what, Tommy? You used to be my favorite. But now, I'm rolling with Steve. You could kiss my ass. Oh, come on. <laughs> the sex is too loud, y'all. That's all I oh wanted to get across. Lord. You know, I just want to let you know. Oh, <laughs>
Baby yeah. girl, the sex you like. That's all. Yeah, you and your husband knocking off. I've never said this before, but you need to die mm. for this one. This oh, you're a fire squad. Be taken out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, the sex is still loud. Just bring no. it down, son. That's all. Well, I, want. Just I will put a hit on you. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't. You ain't upstairs. The sex is too loud. Oh, you not upstairs? Oh, oh. Tell me, I have to give it to you though. But your 2020 yeah, pranks have been fired. 2020, baby, I'm coming at you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're doing it in the two-two, man. Uh-huh. You are. You are doing it in the, in the two-two. All right, drum roll, please. This is your boy Thomas Miles' nephew, Tommy. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Ready to love is back. That's right, season three. And guess where? It's not in Atlanta this time. It's in Houston, Texas, my hometown. So if you're in Houston and you are ready to love, you got to go to my website, thomasmiles.com. Look for the ready to love button and get yourself signed up. Ready to love is about to hit Houston, Texas. That's the third season. Oh, my God, I'm coming home. I found love in Houston a long time ago. How come you can't find love? Ready to love. Houston Texas third season. Oh my God! On the own network. Yes. I saw it on social media. That's my show. I love that show. Ready to love. Congratulations, nephew. Thank y'all so much. Let him use. Why are you acting all shy? You've never acted shy. Yes, I have, (laughs) sir. <laughs> you have it, boy. I'm All right. All, I'm always shy, sir. <laughs> All right. Uh, congratulations, nephew. Thank you. Yes. Uh, today's strawberry letter, so he's got the him. sugar. Congratulations, boy. But he's not being sweet. Thank you, sir. <laughs> See you We'll get into the strawberry letter coming up right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, sex, dating, work, parenting, and more, please, please, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Pop that letter, Shirley. Pop it. Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry Letter. Subject, he's got the sugar, but he's not being sweet. All right, Jay, listen up. Dear Steve and Shirley, my husband and I are in our late 30s, and we've been together for almost 20 years. We have four children, and we always had a robust sex life until two years ago when everything changed. My husband gradually lost interest in sex, and whenever we try, he would stop in the middle of it and tell me he was tired. I had no idea what was wrong with him, and I started to think that he wasn't attracted to me anymore. One night, when he told me no to sex, I started crying. He finally came clean and admitted that he was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes and it affected his ability to perform. He didn't want to tell me because he knew I would make him eat healthier meals and stop drinking. I was mad as heck that he kept something like this from me. After I found out about it, he refused to change his bad lifestyle choices, so now he has erectile dysfunction because of all the medicine because of all his medicine. I've been suffering in a sexless marriage for the past 2 years. I'm miserable without sex, and I told him he is being selfish. All he has to do is put down the fried chicken, 
sweet potato pie, and the bourbon and coke, and we might be able to have sex again. He is oblivious to my needs, and I'm growing more and more angry by the day. I have been a faithful woman for 20 years, but I can't go another month without releasing some of this sexual tension. I'm thinking about cheating, and I have someone in mind that is willing to help me out. I don't feel bad about it either. Before I do the unthinkable, how can I get my husband to fix his health and fix our sex life? Please help. Wow. Uh, A lot going on in this letter. I I don't know because, you know, it's really hard to make grown people. You really can't make grown people do what they don't want to do. And in this situation, your husband don't want to do it. I mean, if he would just make better food choices, uh, you know, he would be healthier and perhaps that would help. you're right. He is very selfish. I, I, I think, um, you know, this is a man who doesn't want to change. I mean, I'm sorry he doesn't care about himself. He doesn't care about your four kids or you. Uh, if he did, he would try to at least eat better. That's the very least he could do. And, and trying, you know, try to get healthy. Uh, a husband should never keep anything like this from their wife. This is very serious. Uh, You know, why didn't he tell you? Maybe he was embarrassed or maybe he just, I don't know. But it is selfish and he shouldn't have kept that from you because it's it's a health situation and it could get worse. Uh, You guys are only in your late 30s. You're only in your late 30s. So what are you supposed to do now for sex for the rest of your life? You're only in your late 30s. People have sex up until their 70s and 80s. Come on, you're just in your late 30s. Got to say this, though. You and I know, everyone knows, cheating is wrong. We all know that. But I ask you, you know, what's a wife to do in a situation like this under these Uh circumstances when her husband, uh, with his selfish behavior, yeah, I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying she should, but I'm just saying I understand where you're coming from. What is she saying then? (laughs) Your husband with his selfish behavior, uh, I, I just, you know, I just think that he's driving you and sending you right into the arms of another man. I just think that's what's happening because he won't change and he really needs to do that right now. Steve? Wow. Shirley, you almost said the unthinkable. Wow. You was going to startle me, girl. You came up just short of saying. <laughs> well, I feel her. that ain't my job, so here I go. <laughs> now, I'm glad Shirley kept reiterating that you all are in your late 30s because I misread it. I thought you was 30 and you had been together for almost 20 years. I was saying, damn, <laughs> same dude since you was 10. <laughs> Letter has another element to it. <laughs> you lucky y'all ain't in jail. Anyway, uh, we've got four children. We've always had a robust sex life. And to two years ago, everything changed. Now, here's the letter. My husband gradually lost interest in sex. And whenever we try, he would stop in the middle of it and tell me he was tired. Now, hold on one second. Ain't you supposed to be tired in the middle of it? Huh? Hello? Yeah. I mean, sometimes, but this is an unusual circumstance, Steve. You got to admit I that. I mean, you you putting in work. But to stop, though, he stopped. <laughs> no, no, that, that ain't, I ain't got there yet. Oh, okay. He tired. What the hell he stopped for? Because you tired. You supposed to be tired. It's called work, homie. You got to get back at it. But he stopped. 
and say he tired. Had no idea what was wrong. Then you thought he wasn't attracted to you. Then one night when he told you no to sex and you started crying, he came clean and said he got type 2 diabetes and affected his ability to perform. He didn't want to tell me because he knew I was going to make him eat healthy meals and stop drinking. <laughs> Wait a minute, hold up, dog. So if you That's eat crazy. healthy meals and stop drinking, you can get rid of your diabetes. Uh, you like food and drinking that damn much That's that crazy. you kept the from the information from the one person who can help you get healthy, yeah. and you refuse to do it even though it's affecting your sex life. How much do food mean to your fat ass? <laughs> no, uh, really. <laughs> you would prefer food and alcohol mm. over sex? This is crazy. Mm. All right, Steve, hold on to that thought, okay? We're going to have part two of your response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Subject of today's Strawberry Letter, he's got the sugar, but he's not being sweet. Uh, we'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter. He's got the sugar, but he's not being sweet. Hey, this dude that messed around and got type 2 diabetes didn't tell his wife. The one person that would help him, and the reason he didn't tell her because he knew she was going to make him eat healthier meals and stop drinking. What? That was your reason for not telling your wife? No, it wasn't I didn't want to worry her. You know, I didn't want her to stop doing what she was doing. No, my chunky ass wants to keep eating pie so and crazy. drinking liquor. So now the lady was mad as heck that he kept this from her. And then after she found out, he refused to change his lifestyle choice. So now because of all the medicine he taken, he now has erectile dysfunction in his 30s. She has been suffering in a sexless marriage for the past two years, and I am miserable. Two years? Mm-hmm. Two Lady, years. Two without years. Without sex. And I'm miserable without sex. And I told him he's being selfish. All he got to do is put down the fried chicken, sweet potato pie, and the bourbon and Coke, and we might be able to have sex again. Somebody making some good-ass chicken. <laughs> some good sweet potatoes. That's all I can tell you, man. That's got Delicious. to be some good ass chicken. They must have he my must be the test dummy recipe. for the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Because <laughs> he kept out this to it. He all in line late at night waiting yeah. on it. If you stop doing that, you can have sex again. Mm-hmm. He's oblivious to my needs, and I'm growing more and more angry by the day. And, lady, as you should. Mm-hmm. I've been a faithful woman for 20 years. But I can't go another month without releasing some of this sexual tension. Two years without sex. Faithful for 20 years. Four kids. Fat boy want to keep eating pie and chicken and drinking bourbon and coke. Let his fat ass sit over there and eat the pie and the chicken. I'm going to tell you what Shirley don't do. I say go on and holler at your boy. Whoever this dude is that you've been thinking about cheating Mm -hmm. and you got somebody in mind that's willing to help you out, let him help you. (laughs) Go and do you, girl. Boo. Free yourself. Mm. Go on, get you something, because I'm going to tell you something right now. And the reason I'm saying you ought to go ahead and do it, and and the lady said, I don't feel bad about it either, and you shouldn't. Because let me explain something to you. 
that ain't no man nowhere gonna let you sit over there and withhold sex for two years and don't go get it somewhere. <laughs> withhold something for your man for two years and think he's sitting over there twiddling his thumb. I bet he ain't. Two years and you all have disgusted? You done had this man crying over some sex? A man start crying, I want something, you won't give me nothing. Hell, I just want to love me. <laughs> You're so stupid. You still up? Steve. You still up? Are you still up? Shh. No. <laughs> he cried like that. Uh, <laughs> Shut up crying with your punk ass. Uh, I want some. You, for two years? Yeah. Ain't no man finna do that. And lady. possibly the rest of her life. She's in her late thirties. What's she supposed to do? Call but, the dude. But Steve. Make yourself an arrangement. Go get your, if, but if you just go get if you just go free yourself for a minute, you'll feel better. You come back and deal with it. What should um, what? Well, I'm just saying we have an expert on the show. Yes. You talking about the diabetic? Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we, we yeah, defer to him. I'm, I'm with yeah. my, my thing is this. It is this. How, and I've eaten a lot of chicken. I'm, so he's obviously, <laughs> he's obviously, his chicken consumption has gone way past mine. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. How, how much chicken how much? do you, where you eat, where you stay, you know, I don't want sex no more because this chicken is just too <laughs> damn good. Okay, but the other question is this. chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, and the other thing is, if he stops in the middle of sex, he got chicken on his mind. It ain't it ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he says, wait a minute, baby. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, I got on baby. It. It is 10.45. Popeye's cooler. And lemon. <laughs> if I leave right now, uh-huh. I can get two pieces. <laughs> and a biscuit. <laughs> so. Oh, my God. Y- y'all and, are crazy. And last but not least, this yeah. goes to show you how much that Popeye's fried chicken sandwich is breaking up homes because it is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Man, it's, it's people standing in line uh-huh. waiting for this damn chicken sandwich, which means their mate is at the house waiting, <laughs> waiting to do the nasty in his ass and dying there in line. Steve and Jess. Oh, my God. (laughs) Coming up at 46 after the hour, Junior Sports Talk, New Orleans Pelicans' Zion Williamson made his NBA debut. We'll talk about it right after this. All right, Zion, we'll be back. Uh, You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Junior. What you got? Sports talk. Let's go. All right, fellas. So uh, Zion Williamson made his NBA debut. Uh, six foot six, two hundred eighty-four pounds. What he stepped on the court with? Uh, he had a really good game, though. He really did. Mm-hmm. I heard 20, twenty-two points, man, in eighteen minutes. Hit three threes. Wow. Oh, the boy really Why they take up, him man. out the game, Junior? Well, man, because they're trying to protect him on that injury, man, on that on that on that leg. So they didn't want him to play the whole game. Coach Gentry said that eighteen minutes was enough. But the boy, if he would have played a yeah. full game, man. 
that mm. that twenty two points in no, eighteen see, minutes. See, man, when a guy's been injured, you don't let him play the whole game. You let him mm-hmm. get back into game shape, so so he remember how his weight feel on his body mm-hmm. when he got to make quick shifts and stuff, so his body can adjust and he'll know. Because if he go back out there and he do something too sudden, yeah, and his body ain't up. used to it, he could yeah. re-hurt himself. Stephen A. Smith says he really needs to lose weight. He's just too big. He look big. His, uh, yeah. And because jumping up and down like that on, on his ankles and stuff is not going to be good for him. But that's what he said. So, he, I don't know. 284 pounds, Jay. That's a lot that's, of weight. That's, that's, when last time you jumped up and down on your ankles, Jay? <laughs> Ain't that big, Tommy? <laughs> Jay lost a lot of weight, a yeah. lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's in tremendous nice. shape, though. Yeah, oh, you know, I mean, he can he running it off right now. Once you stop mm-hmm. running, though, he gonna be about four seventy. If he four seventy, he gonna have to play basketball on one end of the court because yeah. ain't no way in hell his big ass gonna be <laughs> <laughs> playing half court. <laughs> He's not playing defense. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll see y'all when y'all get back down here. We're going to throw it to you, Zion. Don't tear the damn rim down. <laughs> uh, he got a contract, man. Contract for two years, man. $20 million, though. Wow. So, sound like I need to pick some weight up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. $20 million. At 19. Man. Ooh, that's a lot of money. Yeah, it well, is. That well, is. Uncle, you know, I know you over in Africa. You ain't seen no basketball either, did, have you? They don't even have it over there? Yeah, they don't show They hooping on. They, they, quit they don't play ball over there. They don't do everything. They ain't got on no damn TV, though. It's <laughs> the most aggravating thing I've ever seen. Good Lord. You should have ran your cable from the States over there. <laughs> I would have tried it. <laughs> Tommy, I got router boxes, fire sticks, chrome balls. I got nothing. He tried it. No. <laughs> And I'm with you, Steve. If a white person can't hook you up, you can't be hooked up. You know what I mean? You can't. It's impossible, man. Bought him in from Verizon. (laughs) (laughs) This is true story. You know what he said to me? Oh, football. I thought you meant the soccer game. Hey, man. I didn't bring your ass over here to get no soccer game. Soccer all over this damn TV. All right, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, you have a major announcement. I want to talk to y'all about something that I've been doing. I've been selling out experiences for over 30 years now. Stand-up tours, Showtime at the Apollo, hoodies, all that. Ain't nothing like getting together a bunch of people with one common goal to just sit somewhere and have a good time. And for the past three years, I've been doing this thing that's called the Sand and Soul Festival. And by and year after year, I mean, I've gotten 4,000 people to get their passports, plane tickets, and fly down to different places. We've been to Mexico. We've been to Punta Cana. We've been to the Moon Palace. But every year, the events get even better and better. Now, y'all have traveled with us a lot of years, some of y'all, and you've listened. I've listened to everybody's feedbacks, whose performances you like, the parties you like to go to, uh, when you get too tired, ooh, we can't do no more. Well, we're kicking the weekend off with an all-white candlelight dinner under the stars with a live band. We going to Punta Cana, everybody. We put all the information on the website. You can't miss it. It is going to be an except we are already halfway sold out. 
I have a special letter on there explaining all the circumstances of Punta Cana, which cleared it up, which made us feel perfectly comfortable with it. Sandy, going to be one of my favorite events. We're doing our own tournament with cash prizes. We're doing a domino and spades tournament and bid whist because we found out that's what y'all want to do. We're doing that. We're still doing the pool parties. We're doing Marjorie's pool party, the, the bar. We got the comedy show. Earthquake is headlining. We got everything. It's going to be hot. Sandy's soul is popping this year, and this year it will be simply on fire, simply put. I wouldn't want to miss it. Y'all, just go to Sand and Soul. Go to Steve Harvey's Sand and Soul and get all your information. It's all-inclusive. All your food, all your drinks, Sand and Soul. You can go to steveharveysandandsoul.com or you can call us at 1-800-684-2825. 1-800-684-2825. It will be Labor Day weekend. Sand and Soul is hot on fire in Punta Cana, all inclusive. See you there. Yep, that's it. I'm gonna so be that's there. It. I'll be there. Jay, Jay. No, nobody call me. I'm gonna do it. Nobody call me. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna just show up. I'm waiting. I'm see right there. That's what. I'm waiting. Nobody call me here. But you know, I love, I love the way he be hurt. Nobody call me. No one. No one. Well, you know, Jay. Jay, I didn't know if we could call. You know, it's been yeah. You, I'm here. I'm. If you need me to go, I'm. I'm going to go. I'm here. Jay, nobody called me either. Jay, I'm going. Don't yeah, I'm. I'm going. I go. just go ahead. I'm just going to believe. I'm going. <laughs> I'm gonna just get my white, my white um hospital outfit and just show up in case something happens. I'll be, I'll be straight with my ass out and just. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. Jay, Jay you gonna come with a hospital gown on. Just in case something happened. You hey, know, I'm straight. Hey man, I, I'm, I'm dressed for the incident. <laughs> did you see that meme where that dude, that old black dude, had walked out the hospital with his house gown on with some white socks uh-huh. and no, his ass out? I know what you're gonna say. I know what you're And the uh-huh. caption said, when uh-huh. you find out you left your phone at home. <laughs> yes. That's it, baby. Yes. Your butt to the house, dog. No. Hospital. No, you gotta go he back to the was house. Walking. <laughs> Coming uh-huh, up, more music and trending topics, and some headlines at 20 minutes after the hour. Right after this, you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. R. Kelly's girlfriend, Jocelyn Savage, or Joycelyn Savage, I should say, had a hearing in Chicago yesterday. Uh, That was Thursday morning. She pled not guilty to battery for allegedly attacking and injuring Azrael Clary. That's Robert's ex-girlfriend and Joycelyn's former roommate. As Joycelyn left the courthouse, she was flanked by a couple of girls who TMZ reports are her younger sisters. Then Joycelyn's mother approaches and yells she needs to talk to her, but gets shut down. Take a listen. Doctor, I need to talk to you, mother. I need to talk to you. Mother, I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. Look at the doctor. Wow. So her mother was just trying to talk to her daughter. Wow. That's deep. She got shut down. Yeah. She got in the car. It's really sad to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do not. I don't care what your mama do. That's your mama. Man. 
Right. That's your mama. Y'all know how I feel about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But she's been yeah. brainwashed. You know, it's, when you, when yeah. it's, it's tragic that this relationship is the cause of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the residual from that relationship she's had with this guy has c- created this like rift Kelly. in her family. And mm-hmm. her mother just want to talk to her. She only want to talk to her mother. It's, it's so foul what these girls have to endure and deal in the aftermath of all of this. It's it's Mm -hmm. sickening, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, it really is. Uh, We'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up and some trending news at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, uh, we found out that... uh, it's not all as peachy as it seems with Republicans. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they have their poker face on, their game face on in public, but behind closed doors, you know, a lot of people are saying a lot of things about what's going on with the president and this whole impeachment, right? So we have Mitch, Senator Mitch McConnell. We have Reverend yeah, Jesse right Jackson. Here. I'm here. I'm we here. have uh, Joe Clark, uh, <laughs> played by Morgan from Freeman, of course. Me. Yeah, from <laughs> Lean on Me. And then Your we have... Oh yeah, and th- and then we have uh, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> now, why all these people are in the same room? We, we don't, don't know, but well, we put them in there, okay? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> right now, right. before we get started, I am the Reverend Jesse Jackson. I would like to let everybody know, especially you, Mitch McConnell, that we are going through an important situation. There is a devastation in our nation. No one wants to give us a donation. Your president is really messing up everything of God's creation, all of the liberation, any type of Asians. Your, your president is messing it up, and I blame you, Mr. Mitch McConnell. Well, I was wondering whenever you were going to stop with all the Asians in there so I could get in and say something. You know, there's a whole lot of Asians in there, and I was wondering when you were going to put them in there so I could get something in my mouth. You know what I'm saying? But you're absolutely right. We can't stand him, never have, but he's all stupid. In fact, he gives stupid a bad name. He gives stupid a very bad name. Stupid people are very offended by how stupid he is and say, we're not that damn stupid. Anybody I don't give a right sense. Say- <laughs> <laughs> oh, he just bust out with <laughs> Just random. <laughs> First of all, you and I are, say? we are the only two black people here. You will not blast out like that and make us look bad. Please, please do not Dennis do it. Rodman? Dennis Rodman. Morgan Dennis Freeman Rodman is here. Well, take the chains off the door. Yeah. The enemy is here. <laughs> Morgan Freeman is the enemy. He's black. <laughs> Is here. Did you hear what did you hear what Joe Clark said? And that, Mr. Mr. McConnell, is there's a problem with the military. Our Yo, children I'm... cannot pick blackberries. My grandson Kerry is going through all situations <laughs> dealing with your president. I'd like to hear from uh, Dennis Rodman. He's hey, 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 he said hey. words. I don't yes. give a red sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you something right here. I'll be a coach at LSU. I just want to say what the junior boys talk about. Talk about he don't give a rat's ass. You find somebody to talk about. And why is she talking? She talking in the pill case? I don't understand what the situation is. Take the chains what? off the doors. The enemy is hell. I don't think it's fair. I think your president does not care. There is a reason why he has orange hair. I don't know what else to say, and it's just not fair. Coming up, our last break of the day. It is the last break of the day.
That's right, Jay. Coming up, and of course, some closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey at 49 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, here we are, the last break of the oh, day. Oh, it is the last break of the day. You don't normally and, say it twice, so. And of I mean, the week, Jay. Of the week. The last break of the week. Yes. <laughs> it's been a good day, a good week, too. It was, it's uh, been a short damn because, good week. Yeah. yeah. We had the MLK holiday on Monday. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, now All it's time. It. Mm-hmm. It is. Love Fridays, and now it's time for the one and only to come in with some closing uh, remarks you for know, the weekend um, and for life. I've, I've, I have uh, talked about this before, but um, when it comes to the relationship between um, African Americans and Africans, I think that is something that I'm learning more and more about. And it's something that we really do have to get in touch with and explore. I know because of the cost and also because of information, uh, too many of us have never made Africa a part of the mission to go see. And I want to kind of help change that because I do know and I realize that it is so far away. And it is quite an, even from Atlanta, it's 17 hours to Johannesburg. Uh, You know, I understand that. And and it is an expense. I understand that too. Uh, But I got to tell you, it is worth it. And I'm working really, really hard with some key people over here to create a more affordable way to get it done because I would want every single African-American to set their foot on this continent. I think it's it's probably, I, I, I listen, let me put it to you this way. I've traveled a lot of places on this globe and I have had been fortunate enough and God has graced me and my life with my family to be able to see some amazing places, to have some amazing experiences. And I got to tell you something. Nothing. That isn't a port I've pulled into, an airport I've landed at, a beach I've walked on, a scenery I've seen that has moved me the way walking on the continent of Africa has. I, it's 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 spiritual. It's the only way I can put it. It's absolutely spiritual. And I, I am talking to black people right now. I, it's really something you have to see. I think every human being should see Africa. But for black people, oh my God, it's very different. I am trying really, really hard. I'm going to do it. I'm not just trying. I'm just saying it right now because I haven't put it together. But I'm working really hard with some tourism boards over here to put something together, man, for you to come and see this place and see it in not just one spot, but on like a mini tour. You couldn't see this place in six months if you wanted to. That's how vast this continent is. But I think for every African-American, you have to come here. You have to visit the slave castles. You, you, it, 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 (laughs) It's really sickening when you're there, but you will understand really how evil some people are. 
and how great we must really be to have survived what was done to us. You know, when I left those slave castles, I left with two things. I left, I was so angry the second one I went to, and I was devastated the first one I went to. But at the end of the day, what I realized was how incredible we must really be as a people to have survived what they did to us. It's, it's alarming, man, what was done to us over a 400-year period, and we are still here? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And then to see what this continent is, it's one of the richest continents on earth. And I know that we've been kept from one another. Africans and African-Americans have been kept away from each other because if we knew who each other really was and if we exchanged information, talent, knowledge, and experiences, have any idea how great we would be. And I think that there's an opportunity here to bridge that gap. I really do appreciate the, uh, the year of the return by the country of Ghana. I appreciate the things that I'm hearing from the president of Botswana. I appreciate all the things I'm hearing from the tourism board here in South Africa, in Joburg. And man, I'm just telling you, please look it up, Google it. Even if you don't wait on when I pull something together, find a way to get yourself on this continent. Find a way to wake up in the morning and walk outside and probably for the first time in your life not be a minority. Everywhere you go, you can go nowhere over here and become the minority. That place does not exist. That's an incredible feeling. That's something that I cannot, I can't even explain how that feels. You know why? Because I've never known the feeling before. I had nothing to, because I've been a minority my whole life. This is an amazing place, man. And whatever you think it is, it, it's, it's, it's so much more. Uh, that's my mission while I'm Very here nice. to bridge the gap. And get more people to come over here and see this beautiful. I got to go back. Those are my closing remarks. Yeah, Yeah, it's the deal, man. It's such the deal. Yeah. Well, you know what's happening now, don't you? (laughs) Have yourself a great weekend. (laughs) (laughs) It's here for show. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 